church? Hell no. Are you no longer feeling comfortable in church? This podcast is for individuals who are desperately missing God, but don't know how to find Him. Substance abuse, domestic violence, sex offenses, acrimonious divorce can contribute to discomfort in the church. For these individuals, church is just not an option anymore. Ordained minister Dennis Hall and his guests invite you to listen to this podcast for topics that are inspiring, uplifting, and will bring hope to those who just feel church is not relevant in their lives today. I'm Dr. Dennis Hall, and I am delighted to have the opportunity to talk to you this week. Uh, This is a week that has been absolutely uh, an unbelievable news week. I mean, eyes and ears from all over the world are focused on the United States and wondering what in the world is going on. This week, we were greeted by the news that former uh, President Donald Trump, his home in Mar-a-Lago, Florida, was raided by the FBI, who somehow breached the doors of that home and broke into his safe while he was in New York. According to the news, FBI agents indiscriminately took 15 or more boxes of materials. They uh, uh, would not let his um, attorneys be present while they were searching the home. They asked for the security system to be turned off. Uh, uh, They pretty much arrived without notice, and uh, former President Trump's attorneys apparently arrived uh, later. So, you know, this has left many commentators wondering why a subpoena was not presented to his attorneys, uh, simply asking for the materials to be presented. It just seems like a huge overreach of, of a governmental agency, the FBI. Now, this is not the first time that these kinds of aggressive tactics have been used by governmental authorities. You know, in the aftermath of the January 6th incident, numerous people were arrested and placed in solitary confinement, and the only charge against them was trespassing. Uh, Peter Navarro, an advisor to the former President Trump, was handcuffed and placed in leg irons at an airport for a misdemeanor charge that had to do with not complying with a congressional committee uh, subpoena. Then there was the pre-dawn raid on Roger Stone's home. Uh, There was the trickery that uh, literally ruined General Flynn's life. A couple of other attorneys associated with the former president have had raids in their home. Uh, uh, I heard on the news that a, a cell phone was taken from a congressman. And there just seems to be no explanation for any of this as we watch the news and it leaves all of us in America wondering, you know, if this could happen to former President Trump, it could easily happen uh, to us. If you looked at the history of the FBI, you'll see that there are many abuses of power throughout the history uh, of the FBI. You know, it's been said that Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Now, I know that there are many complaining that these are acts of an oppressive government that's targeting those they consider to be political enemies. 
But, you know, I have a little different view of what's happening here in our society. You know, it may or may not be true that there is a, uh, a political campaign underway to target political opponents of the current administration and and the Democrats who happen to be uh, in control of both the House and the Senate at the present time. But what concerns me are the tactics, the tactics that are being used on fellow Americans in a land of freedom and a judicial system that's based on Judeo-Christian principles. You know, almost everyone, I mean, from the time you are a small child, can quote Matthew 7, 12, the verse that reads, so in everything do to others what you would have them do to you. Another way to say this is treat others the way you want to be treated. What do we call this? I think all my listeners would know. We call this the golden rule. And then over in Romans 12.10, it approaches it this way. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring. Take the lead in honoring one another. Now, that's a novel idea. Honor one another. In other words, godly people should put others first. Certainly, it means that we will not put others in handcuffs and leg chains when it's not necessary and it appears only for intimidation or a political photo op. Well, how do we honor others in our society? You know, the Apostle Paul in Romans 12 and 14 through 16 gives these instructions. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Paul is telling us to bless our political enemies. Bless and do not curse. If you are in power and authority, do not be proud, he says. You know, in every society, there seems to be this gradual drift toward evil and corruption. And in America, we're not immune to this tendency. You know, we're going to need to focus on Judeo-Christian principles because that's what can stabilize this society. I'm already hearing conservative political leaders vowing to persecute and prosecute those responsible for these recent acts of governmental aggression that seem to be aimed at conservative politicians. Now, what's causing these attitudes, and what should we as individuals be doing? You know, there's an undercurrent in our society that's creating moral collapse. Yes, moral collapse. Excuse me, philosophers and theologians, they call this the age of postmodernism. It's an age where most people are skeptics and trust nothing. In the United States, less than 10% of the public today has 
confidence in the news media. You know, the old fake news, fake news, fake news. And perhaps they've earned this. The approval rating for government, the government itself, is in the teens at best. In other words, across society, all ages, there's no confidence in our government. And the percentage of Americans who have confidence in religious institutions is also waning with barely 40%, 40% exhibiting confidence. Our society teaches the young in school that always and never statements should be assumed to be false. And television shows about forensic investigations indoctrinate the public with this, quote, burden of proof, unquote, that requires concrete evidence, fingerprints, DNA. Yes, you know, we're skeptics, and you're going to have to prove everything to us. Sadly, though, with these perspectives, the same skepticism exists about biblical truths. Should we be surprised? No. Now, Christians, most Christians, view the Scripture as inerrant, infallible, and true, containing objective, absolute, and universal truths. You know, however, we're in an age where the existence of God and supernatural causes are rejected by many, if not most, in our society. They see truth as nothing more than what individuals and communities make it to be. Thus, there's no rational basis to discern, uh, to discern what uh, objective truth is. You know, this rejection of rationality has led to widespread abortion, same-sex marriages, prostitution, substance abuse, governmental oppression. They're just is an overall erosion of morality. And, uh, you know, it's a society where anything goes. And thus, the moral compass just doesn't exist for many. You know, uh, many commentators are referring to Generation Z. Generation Z, the youngest generation in our society, those born after 2001, as the first post-Christian generation. Fewer than half in this generation attend church services of any kind. As this trend uh, continues, Christianity will continue to drift to the margins of our cultures. Studies have found that Generation Z has less belief in God less value for the importance of religion in daily life, less frequency in prayer, less belief in absolute truth, less frequency of scripture reading, and less identification with evangelical Protestantism than any existing group in our society. You know, in terms of a society that was founded on, built on, and embraces Judeo-Christian principles, we're clearly headed in the wrong direction. You know, 
a large percentage of our population think that the very idea of absolute, objective, universal truth is just implausible and should be treated with contempt. Causing me to think that, you know, over in John 18, Jesus answered Pilate. You say I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Then Pilate replied with the question that continues to confuse mankind today. What is truth? I did a podcast recently on how we know the Bible is, in fact, the Word of God. I hope you will listen to it. Let me just say in this podcast that it was the unanimous conviction of all New Testament writers that God is absolutely truthful. In Hebrews 6.18, we're taught that it is impossible for God to lie. Now, for those of us who believe in God, this is just common sense. This is just common sense. You know, in, in 2016, Oxford Dictionaries chose as the word of the year post-truth, P-O-S-T, truth, post-truth, and defined it as circumstances in which objective facts are less influential in shaping public opinion than appeals to emotion and personal beliefs. You know, that seems to describe the situation that we're dealing with with this uh, unbelievable FBI raid on a former president's residence. As far as the public's concerned, objective facts are less influential than their own personal emotions and personal beliefs. You know, the emergence of words like post-truth reflect the deep spiritual crisis that's occurring in our society. Absolute biblical truths do not change and they have no exemptions or exceptions. God's truths are not parochial or provincial. They cannot be subject to individual or group interpretation. So when God's word calls us to honor one another, it is an absolute biblical truth. And to do otherwise is to rebel against God. To do otherwise is to rebel against God. You know, in the aftermath of the raid on the former president's home, many of his critics are shouting, no one is above the law. No one is above the law. But if we're to have a tranquil society, the law must be administered with a blindness to biases. It must be fair to all, and it must be administered with compassion. Yes, as the scripture says, we must honor our fellow citizens. You know, at this point in this podcast, you may be thinking that I'm talking about non-Christians. 
But many professed Christians also fail to realize that the commitment that they've made to Jesus requires that they live out biblical truths in their lives. You know, it's like marriage. You know, we don't get married because we just want to enjoy the marriage ceremony. We get married because we want to live together. The same is true for Christian faith. God expects us to not only carry out his teachings and commandments, he expects us to teach that to others. God expects us to honor our neighbors and fellow citizens. The news of the week is that for the first time in history, a former president, Donald Trump, who may be a future candidate for president, has had his home raided by the FBI. It's my conviction that because of the age we live in, many of our leaders do not know right from wrong because they have they do not have the moral compass that's provided in the scripture. Therefore, they don't think of themselves as a sinner and they don't have guilt feelings. Uh, many are without meaning in the world, without purpose, without morals, without a basis for law. Now, I could make an argument that they, that they are lost evangelically. In other words, they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But they're also lost in this complicated modern world. You know, to quote the famous theologian Francis Schaeffer, who said the Bible stresses that the individual is guilty before God if he does not bow in the light of the adequacy of the biblical answers to questions posed by reality. I've been focused on his instruction to us to to honor to honor our neighbors. You know, in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, Jesus taught us, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind." And then he went on in John thirteen thirty four, and he told us to love one another as he loved us. Love one another as Jesus Christ loved us. Now, if you're a listener today who's lusting for revenge against those who have persecuted conservative political figures, then you need to understand that you are rebelling against God's instructions. Likewise, if you're a listener who's gloating over the fact that a former president that you dislike had their home raided by an overzealous FBI, you also need to understand that you are rebelling against God's instructions. So in essence, you know, what I'm telling you is there's something more sinister going on here than just questions about the constitutionality of this raid, questions about political um, persecution. 
um, you know, questions about uh, uh, what's going to happen politically. There's something much deeper and more cynical, and it has to do with the erosion of morality in America. You know, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, whether you are conservative or liberal, I think you know the meaning of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do under you. As I close this podcast, let me urge you. Resist the secular temptations of persecution and revenge. Each of us needs to play a part in stabilizing our nation and our country. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, and may God bless you.